so much for having me on again. I feel like this is what, honestly one of my favorite podcasts. My favorite conversations is always with you. I am Dahlia Brown-Shook. I am CEO of Holistic Medical Healing. I'm a licensed and trained therapist. I am trained in the healthcare model, transitioned out of the healthcare model into the coaching model. And I help people heal from the inside out using a multimodality approach because I believe healing happens from this multimodality approach approach, meaning there isn't a one-size-fits-all. With a background in neuroscience and brain rewiring and energetics and movement medicine and just like all the different things, it really does require targeting people's nervous system for them. And so I tell you all that to back up a little bit now to tell you my first experience for anyone who does not know uh, was at 12 months old, I had a trauma I stopped breathing. I went backwards. I had stopped talking. I went back to breastfeeding and I found myself soothing regulation technique of baby trick hair pulling. One of my very first memories, probably my very first memory was me sucking my thumb and pulling my hair out. And I know it was my left side um, because it's like, I can like, it's just, that was a pattern. And I, you know, I have pictures now where my mom was like, this is when you were doing it. And I had like, she cut my hair really, really, really short so that you couldn't really see, but you could tell not a big deal. So fast forward, I would, you know, experiment with skin picking, with nail biting, and I am coming up on 44 years old. So when all this was happening, even though my dad is a brilliant retired neurologist now, uh, he didn't know there was a name for any of these things. And not only that, he never identified that actually he did it too <laughs> in different ways. And so it's just been really interesting. When I was 15 years old, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and anxiety and was put on a lot of medications. And being in that medical model household, I had the team, psychiatry, psychology, therapist, once a week. My mom is brilliant. She's a natural teacher. I'm a natural teacher, but she actually was a teacher and had me in like I, I was the mover, I was the shaker, I was the the sensory girl. My nickname growing up from my older brother was Toots because I would roll around on the floor like a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> so that's scream sensory. And so my mother had me in, you know, art, which became my first career, my undergrad degree. Uh, I did dance, I did sing, I did all of like the sensory stuff, right? The making me feel good from the inside, not knowing it would lead me into how I help people heal now in holistic medical healing. I was not pulling out my hair. I do not have the experience of being a teenager and being, you know, having spaces on in my head. That's where I would pull from. However, in my 20s, my early 20s, I broke off an engagement and I was heartbroken and not even knowing anything about my past experience of hair pulling, not knowing that you know, my old tendencies for skin picking would turn maladaptive, but there was never a name for it. No therapist, no therapist ever brought it up. And by the time 23 rolled around, I mean, I had been in therapy for almost 10 years. So anyways, at 23, I started pulling out my hair and I pulled out all my hair in a matter of six months. And I didn't know there was a name for it. 
I had reached out to a national organization and way back then it was TLC, right? And I had gotten in touch with the incredible developer then who was Christina Pearson and just a beautiful, beautiful soul. And I had received a list of people that I could reach out to. And when I reached out to them, they were like in their 40s and 50s and they were pretty much like, there's no hope. You're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. I had also seen a psychologist, a well-known psychologist in this community. And when I saw her, her immediate words to me, take in mind, this was 20 years ago, was, wow, I've never seen anybody pull so much hair out in such a short period of time. Again, not really supportive or empowering for me to be able to move forward. And I thought my genetics, my challenges, my behaviors were pretty much going to be the doom to my life. And I navigated my 20s bald, addicted, sad. It affected every single part of my life. And I and I went through that entire route that people suffering go through. And it was very alone. And I thought there was something wrong with me. And all of those things that we all know so well, I don't need to go into them. Around 30 years old is when I decided to go back and get my master's degree. And I received a master's degree in occupational therapy. And during that time, I started learning so much about the sensory system, the brain. I started doing extra continuing education. My very first continuing education out of my master's degree was all about sensory processing, sensory defensiveness. And the very first thing that I noticed in that first day of the CEU was, and it was all about the brain, was many people get misdiagnosed. And that was my first like red flag huh, I wonder if I was misdiagnosed at 15 years old when my body was changing with major depressive disorder because it was genetic and it's not anymore. But however, back then, that's what we used to think. And maybe it was more of a sensory processing. And fast forward, I learn about gut health, integrative medicine. I become trained. I have now been off of my antidepressants and anxiety medications for over... I don't even know now, but I'm probably coming up on almost 10 years, maybe like seven years, uh, long enough for me to know I don't need to do that again. And, And I know so many other tools and really know how to lean into my nervous system when things start to go a little haywire. And that is what I teach my clients in every single one of my programs. Tell me more about how you got from the occupational therapy side to saying, you know what, I'm actually going to go more holistic. Like I've, I've done these things with myself and now I know that they work and I want to show them with you. Prior to going all holistic, I had tried all the tools, the band-aids, the gloves, the restrictions, literally physical restrictions that one, my, one of my brothers had made, the mirrors covering everything up, all of that. I started going more holistic when I learned about the gut microbiome. And I learned about plant powders and the power of fruits and vegetables to help heal our body from the inside out. And I was a total sugar junkie. And like, I mean, seriously, like, what is it? The five hour energy and um, Sour Patch Kids and cottage cheese got me through my grad school, Uh, which now I know not helpful because of my my tendency to go to my hair to self-soothe and to feel better. I developed MRSA, so methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, and I was on medication, on antibiotics for that for almost five years. 
and I couldn't seem to get rid of it. And I remember at some point, one of the doctors I went to had said that, you know, we have used all of the antibiotics, all of the different ones, and that if this keeps flaring up, we're going to have to start moving to IV antibiotics, which is pretty much the final route. Like there's nowhere else to go in the medical sense. And when I started learning about gut health and holistic health from the inside out, I was like, holy cow, how has nobody, no doctor, no specialist, no, you know, infectious disease specialist because of MRSA, right? All of these internal bodily systems that I would complain my symptoms about, like my stomach hurts when I eat dairy, but nobody looked at dairy as a sensitivity. And by the way, I lived on cheese uh, and how that influences the behaviors of hair pulling, skin picking, nail biting, lip biting, cheek, like scratching, all of that. That's just one example. I was blown away that in all of the medical training that I had had with the thousands of dollars and professionals that I had seen, not one person ever asked me, hey, will you tell me about your life, your diet, your diet and lifestyle? Right? What do you drink first thing when you get up in the morning? Are you a sugar junkie? Do you drink Coke and Sprite every single day? Which, by the way, yes, that was me. Uh, I was addicted to red dye 40. I had no idea. And as I started to clean things up, which is how I walk my clients through uh, in, my, in the longer programs that I have, my mental health started to completely transform. And it transformed in a way that doctors told me was impossible. And it gives me chills when I think about it because this is something that everybody needs to know. And the trouble is we will go on social media or Google and, and I went to school when we didn't have Google. That's when it was just coming out and we'll Google like, I mean, I, I've had, I have a, a program for kids and parents called the Superpower Program for Kids. I've had um, a parent in my program and she's like, we Googled nutrition for hair pulling and this is what we came up with. And it was a whole thing. And I was like, okay, I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't necessarily do that. I would do more of this. And this is where some people go wrong, right? They're like, oh, I'll try gluten-free. That'll fix it. First off, you're not broken uh, and you don't need fixing. You know, we just need refinement modifications and then better alignment for the body and and then things start to heal beyond anything that you ever thought possible that's how i got into holistic healing and when all that started to happen i mean i've been off of my meds my hair is all grown out it doesn't mean i don't have tendencies right i have moved beyond the identity that plagued me for a decade of my life more than that. And it plagued my relationships. It plagued my relationship with myself. Uh, and now watching clients thrive and them having all these ahas in how it, how their diet and lifestyle and their energy really impacts their they're acting out in their behaviors, the maladaptive behaviors is, and then being aware of it now and then shifting it, they have more control. And I tell you that because 
this is something that if you are struggling, it feels like you have zero control over it. And that is so disempowering. And my story is not everybody's story. And my client's stories are not everybody's stories. However, healing can happen incrementally so that like by the time that you are 30, 40, 50, you're like, okay, I have moved way beyond that. And it doesn't dictate your every second of every day. What I watch happening is, and this is just, it's an easy example. People who are in recovery for AA, for example, like Alcoholics Anonymous, they pick up cigarettes, they pick up coffee, they pick up sugar. The coffee and the sugar feeds the same mechanism in your brain as alcohol because alcohol turns to sugar. So when it comes to the sensory management, right, the behaviors, what often happens is people will put down one behavior and pick up another one. And it's because they're not targeting their nervous system exactly specific for them. They're trying on all these things that they find online, social media. It works for, it works for someone else. It must work for me. And what I do is a, an assessment. And we look at the different systems. And we look at where there may be gaps. Because more often than not, there are gaps that people just have no idea about. And so for me, what did that look like when I started to move beyond hair pulling? I think in the most like acute phase, when I was healing my gut, it was a lot of mindset work, honestly. Because I didn't necessarily feel like pulling, but that muscle memory kept it going. And so I had to really retrain my muscles my body and the neural pathways in my brain to jump off on a feeder road. And that's one of the analogies that if you've heard, I've probably said it in one of our other interviews because it's the easiest one. It's like, you know, when, for example, people are engaging in behaviors that it's like, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, and our superhighways are like five and six lanes wide. So that's what the, that's what the neuron, that's what the, um, the axon looks like in the brain. The myelin sheath that encompasses and encases your neuron that goes from point A to point B of like, I feel something, or maybe you're not even aware of it, and I'm going to pull or pick or whatever that is, that neuron is encapsulated with a myelin sheath. That myelin sheath, if it is gunked up with food dyes, high fructose corn syrup, processed food, sugar, you know, caffeine all day, every day, it's going to be choppy and it's going to be hard to rewire. If you start cleaning that up, that pathway will get cleaner, which will then allow you to jump off onto a, what I call a feeder road. And that feeder road, prior to it being all like, you know, blossomy, it is a, it is a paved road that may not be like cemented yet. It may not have the guardrails. It may not have flowers. It may not look pretty. It may look really hard. You're going to hit speed bumps and you're going to be like, oop, I'm going to go do this instead. And the more you stay on that feeder road, the larger that neural pathway, that muscle memory gets. And that's where this resilience comes from. And that's my adult program um, is emotional resilience. And it is retraining the body and the brain to continue going on that, that new neural pathway. Now, for me, again, it started with mindset. Uh, rather, and I used to bite my nails so much. Uh, rather than that, I always had a nail file. Like I do all the things that everybody tells you, right? I, even in my, my desk here, I have my nail file. I have my little cuticle cutter. I have my oil. I have every, like, that's the sensory part also, because you know what? 
Um, yes, I can let a hangnail hang around for a number of hours. But if it's there for more than like 24, 48 hours, I'm going to end up pulling it off. And I don't really want to do that because that'll hurt. And then I have to use my tea tree oil and, you know. Um, so I have, it's like preventative. <laughs> so I have all that here. Now that's just foundation. If we go deeper into the sensory nervous system, the exercise, helping your brain release and build neurotransmitters that are going to support the resiliency of the change that you are wanting to create. So for me today, my go-tos, dance makes me very happy. I have taught Zumba for, oh my gosh, probably like eight or nine years now. Um, I used to dance. So all the avenues that my mom had me in, I have a ceramics wheel in the garage. My first career was an artist. I will get my hands dirty. I will create and now I know so much more and I'm trained in like the, what I call the spiritual nervous system. And I have a virtual course on this that people can get, but it's guiding people through their chakra system. And, and this is where the trauma informed experience and training comes in because when we go through the life that we've gone through, using these you know maladaptive behaviors that are self-soothing and helped us literally survive right like they serve a purpose that's the thing i had to become friends with hair pulling i had to become friends with skin picking and nail biting i had to see that it served a purpose for my body and as we became friends she was no longer she even has a name her name, name is Didi. her name and it's actually depression demon but when Didi and I became friends, it completely transformed my life. <laughs> Up until then, I prefer that she stayed in the corner and, and I actually had created a ceramic sculpture around this and she was in the corner, in the, in the closet facing the corner, like out of sight, out of mind, but that's not really reality. So when I integrated, and that's where this integrative healing comes from. And I, and I just mentioned, and I'll end with this, the trauma informed is because when you go through this cycle, and all the feelings, all of that gets stored in the body. And people may be trying to do absolutely everything right. There's still this internal trauma of going through the healthcare system that has to get healed. And that's very real. And that holds people back a lot. And then it gets them really angry at the system because they realize the system is not always there to support them. So recently, I've taken off providers from their website. Why is that so dangerous? They have removed occupational and physical therapists. Why is that dangerous? And so, you know, to back up a little bit, this is an organization that I was trained in. I became, uh, with the Professional Training Institute, I became a provider to support people navigating hair pulling, skin picking, nail biting, and other body-focused repetitive behaviors. And, and I did that training years and years and years ago. I have spoken at national conferences. I have supported children and their parents. And I have taught young children how to lean into their sensory bodies and have fun rather than I have to have my cush ball, otherwise I am going to like scratch my skin off, right? That's a different energy. It's like, no, let's come from an empowered place. 
not always the damage control place. Uh, I've spoken on food and nutrition and how that affects, you know, mental health and BFRB specifically. I have led support groups for parents, for kids, for adults. And I just, I tell you that because uh, why is it so dangerous that they have removed my specific kind of professional, healthcare professional, healthcare provider from their online directory as a service provider is because specifically occupational therapy is trained in sensory integration. We are the gurus of it. We wrote the original books, not me, the gurus. Uh, the gurus that I've actually taken continuing education from, which was that very first course that I ever took. I went to the Cadillac, the highest up of like, these are the people who know what they're talking about. Uh, that was my first training. And that was the three-day training I mentioned. So why is it so dangerous? When healthcare organizations out there are there to support people who are struggling with specific behaviors and they remove providers from their list and those struggling go to this website and think that this is the only answer out there, not knowing that there are other professionals who, who aren't just trained but have gone through it themselves. And that's critical. So many of the clients that I have had especially the kids in the superpower program. They went down all those other routes, but they never connected with somebody who had gone through it themselves. I am never going to ask somebody, why are you picking your skin? Like, that's just a dumb question. And I've, I've gotten that question from my own therapist, not now, uh, but way back when. It's dangerous because when organizations talk about having a heart to support the community, and they are not doing absolutely everything in their power to support the community with all of the different modalities out there. They are doing a disservice to the clients that they are supposed to support. And what that does to the clients, and I think this is why when this happened, I was, first I was angry. And then I was really saddened. Because I would never want anybody to have the experiences that I had, which was thinking that I was broken, that nobody could actually really help me. And that's not the case. And when parents, specifically, when parents go to that organization thinking this is the end all be all, and then their child or themselves doesn't actually get the results or any kind of results that they're looking for, this is where the hopelessness and helplessness comes through. And when I work with some clients now, we are having to heal healthcare trauma. And this is where healthcare trauma comes from. It's exactly how. And it's a disservice to the community. And so to bridge that gap out of a need, I have actually developed finally, it's something that's been in the back of my head for a few years, a therapist-led support maintenance group called Beyond Regrowth. And I am launching it in April. I'm just trying it out for a few months to see the kind of response, to see if people are, you know, wanting to do something like this. And it is a paid support group where you will not only receive, you know, support from somebody who is trained, 
but also it's to teach you how to navigate moving beyond. So when I received notice that I had been removed, it just doesn't make any sense. That is not for the people by the people. This is where we have to go beyond what I call like a matrix. That is old programming. And I had to come within myself to recognize that, you know what, myself as a clinician, I've actually moved beyond that organization as well. And they actually need us more than we need them. Let's use social media and go beyond so that people can really heal in safe communities. Tell us how we can reach you. Where can we find you? Absolutely. On Instagram, holistic.medical.healing. My website is holisticmedicalhealing.com. You can find links to reach me in my bio. You can go to the contact form. There's an apply here when you go to my homepage. Also, for anybody who is listening, when you go to my homepage or the link in my bio or on Facebook, it's Dahlia Brown Shook. And it's, it's interesting because we have collectively gone through some really significant challenges over like the six, last six to nine months. Like post-COVID, there's still a lot of anxieties out there. And they're not changing and they're actually, you know, for some people getting worse. I put together a new three-step brain optimization toolkit. And so you can get this at my website, download it for free, and you will receive education, inspiration, hope, and it is a three-part series. The very first part is an energy work guided breathwork meditation, which is beautiful. And seriously, like, I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever recorded. Part two is a mini movement medicine. Because when we can move our body, that is how we release the trauma that is in store, that is stored in it, which is very much like this sensory perspective, you know, that we were talking about this holistic health. And then part three is my nutrition guide for mental health. And there's also a video with that talking about, you know, some pitfalls that people fall into when they try all the things and it's not working. And then, you know, throughout that free guide, uh, there's also little ways to work with me with like one-off offers, which I don't do too much, but they're in there in case anybody is looking for added support. If what you're doing isn't working, try something new. Go beyond. And just because something works for one person and it may not work for you in the same way, don't make a story about it. Don't make it mean that you can't get better or you can't find maintenance or you can't find recovery, whatever that may look like, because it's really about loving yourself from the inside out through all of the different seasons and journey when you're healing, because healing is not linear. And if you find yourself in a pathway of success and something happens, life happens, and you find yourself reverting to your old self-soothing behavior, again, you can get back up. And that is the resilience piece. It doesn't have to be an end-all be-all.